Welcome back to another episode of The Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland-Smith. On this episode, I'm joined by a guy who can throw 100 miles per hour and has one of the best nicknames in the game. It's Mr. Dan Altavilla. Now, I started this podcast and called it The Top Step because some of my favorite memories in the big leagues were standing on the top step of the dugout with teammates hearing their story and being inspired by their journey. For Dan, the journey started back in Pennsylvania, pretty much unrecruited as a high school kid, and his only option was to play at a D2 college. I couldn't wait to ask him what were these D1 schools thinking. We also talk about his speedy rise through the minor leagues, but all the struggles that came once he got to the major leagues. We get to the bottom of the fact that this guy has a pretty sweet action figure of himself hanging out in his locker. Where did that come from? Along with that nickname, the Danimal. And how do I throw 100 miles per hour like him and make a huge comeback? Or at least just get in shape and lose the dad bod? Hope you enjoy this episode as Dan Altavilla joins me on the top step. Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball, he struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. As he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As... Okay, Dan Altavilla. The first thing to kick this off, I need to know. I walk in day one, my day one of spring training. Walk in, come say hi to you, Mm -hmm. and we've we've um, you exchanged a couple tweets, uh, messages over Twitter and everything else. I walk in, in your locker, there's a doll, the the Danimal. Oh yeah. (laughs) All right, where'd that come from, dude? It's classic, by the way. (laughs) It surprised me one day. Uh, It just came in from an outing. Walk into my locker. First thing I see is this, this bobblehead in there. Is this so, brand new? This spring training? It's brand new. This spring okay. training. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you know, I'm looking around the clubhouse. I'm like, you know, who did this to me? But uh, you know, as the day goes on, you know, uh, Woody, our pitching coach, he kind of walks by me with a smirk on his face. I'm like, I know you did this. <laughs> and I, I went up to him after. He said, It's like, yeah, I found it in a thrift shop. And then what? I don't really know if he painted it or what, but. It looks, had, it looks custom made. That's what I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, he had to have painted it. I mean, because it had the rips on the pants and then it yeah. had the 53 on the back and Danimal on the front. So how, mean, do you, how do you do that? You still I, you don't know? I still don't know. Dude, I thought that was like a custom made. I was going to ask you where right. you got it from. No, no. He hey. said he found it in a thrift, sh- uh, thrift shop. In, uh, because it's on your Twitter. I, I, yeah. I noticed it on your twi- Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, so your pitching coach from AA, who's now the pitching coach yeah. right now here in the, in the big leagues with the Mariners, yeah. He was definitely behind it. Yeah, he was. Okay. That's, what, that's what he told me. So, man, that's that's <laughs> clever. That takes some time. Yeah, man. He, I mean, you give it, him some it's time. got your number on the back. It's got <laughs> Danimal written down the bottom. <laughs> yeah, all the guys love it. I mean, it's. I mean, it was a great uh, thing to walk into. So, and just to give a description, it's basically this shredded dude, <laughs> just absolutely shredded, like yep. a cartoon character with rips all through his pants. Yep. Uh, and it's basically got the Mariners jersey on with Alta Villa 53 on the back. It's sweet, dude. Yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. really cool. See, I thought maybe, just maybe. <laughs> and, you know, back in my generation, like yeah. I was, you know, I only got done pitching not that long ago. <laughs> let's just remember. But right. if if that was something, I've seen this before from teammates mm. where they see something and they've brought it in. Like if yeah. it's something you brought from home, yeah. went, boom, put it up in oh, your man. <laughs> Would were... you cop it from teammates? 
If, if you brought that thing yourself. Oh, man. I, they would let me, they'd let me have it if I just oh, yeah. walked in and put that thing okay, in Okay, so there. nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that thing, you know, back in my day, like I'm an old man, but that thing would have gotten smashed and be like, oh, are yeah. you kidding? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that thing's awesome. So yeah. because of that, obviously the nickname, where'd that nickname come from? Danimal, where'd that come from? Uh, I think it started in, uh, you know, 16 when I debuted and then it kind of carried over into 17. Uh, I, th I think either Nick Vincent or Steve Ciszek came up with it. Maybe even Evan Scribner. Uh, just one of the days, like, I was lifting, and they come <laughs> in, and, like, Danimal's in there. Like, it just kind of went off from there. But That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So that, that originated once you got to the big leagues in 2016. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it okay. didn't come from the minor leagues or anything Came from like the that. Mariners. Yeah. Nick Vincent could have been the culprit. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, so speaking of that, so obviously the nickname comes from, yeah, and if, you, if you're a Mariners fan, you've seen your – Right. Yeah, dude. I mean, you you, you jacked. <laughs> I mean, I, I even spoke to Rick Griffin, uh, one, you know, who's on the training staff. Right. And I said, hey, man, I said, just real quick, prepping for, for this sit down, because I wanted to ask about some of your injuries and stuff that we'll mm -hmm. talk about later. Yeah. But I asked Rick, I said, hey, man, I said, um, you know, with Dan Altavilla, like, you know, what are some of the things that you noticed, you know, that cause these injuries? Right. And the first thing he says is like, well, man, when you're dealing with someone who's that chat, oh, that shredded, I was like, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's pretty obvious where that comes from. So mm -hmm. working out, all right, and I want to get into you as a high school kid, yeah. right, and where you went to college and everything else. Yeah. Where did this, obviously you get after it. Yeah. Where did, when did that start? Where'd that come from? Uh, I think just, you know, early childhood, my dad was always, you know, having me doing push-ups and sit-ups yeah. in, in the living room and stuff like that. But uh, like, <laughs> but I think it really took off when I got to college and working with uh, strength coaches and just kind of having a plan. Because in high school, it was just kind of, you know, go and, you know, maybe do some bicep curls. Three or, sets of ten. Yeah, right? You just <laughs> yeah. go in and do your thing. Yeah. But uh, that's whenever they really broke it down and kind of explained, you know, how you're supposed to move and, you know, what are some of the things that would benefit you on the mound. So I think just getting right. stronger there and being able to move more efficiently, you know, I think that's where – Kind of is your dad? Is your dad in good shape? Uh, he he's still in good shape. Yeah, he's he's really strong. Uh, you know, I think he got the old man strength now, but he was really cut up as like a teenager really? and stuff. Okay, yeah. so that's where the push-ups yeah. in the living. Yeah, room. yeah. Because that's not normal, right? Right. You know, I come I come from a fitness background. Like okay. My whole family was involved yep. in. Uh, my dad was a, a strength coach for a professional rugby team back in yep. Australia. Um, so there was always that, you know, in the back of my mind, like, man, I'm going to be in the best shape ever. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, uh, so that, but it's not normal. So it's, that's, that's why I'm asking, like, where that comes from. It's obviously not punishment. Oh, no, not punishment <laughs> at all. Just, awesome. you know, having good work ethic as a kid and, you know, just the family background and stuff like that. So. And, and speaking of the weight room, mm -hmm. I got a chance to sit down with Marco Gonzalez and I went and watched him work out. Mm -hmm. This was around Christmas time and yep. I'm watching him do his workout and, uh, uh, it's Derek, right? Derek's the the assistant. Yeah. yeah. So I just got talking about, you know, it's, it's 2019 rolling into 2020. Things yeah. have obviously changed. But yeah. um, it's funny, man. We're walk, <laughs> walking around that, that T-Mobile Park. Yeah. And by the way, you, you know, your picture's up on the, um, oh, yeah. what, I don't know what the slogan is. It says, uh, it get stronger or something. Something like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of you. And I was like, oh, look, you know, Dan Altavilla. Like, oh, yeah, man, he runs his weight room. <laughs> and then we'd walk over to this section and he's like, yeah, this is Dan's area where he just throws stuff off the walls. <laughs> And then we walked over, and then you could see these huge dumbbells. He's like, yeah, that's – I'm like, dude, who's lifting these? He's right. like, oh, probably Altavilla. <laughs> so your name's getting thrown around that weight room constantly. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean, that's where I spend most of my time uh, in the season. I'm always in there trying to move around. Uh, I do all my weighted balls in there. 
um, you know, the bands, you know, and of course just working out in yeah. general. So I spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. And a lot's changed too. And, and, uh, Cliffy, Jer- Jeremy, um, Clifford, the head strength coach mm-hmm. who, when I first, I signed with the Mariners back in 2001 okay. and one of the first people I met and my dad, like I said, um, was, you know, big, you know, into the, into the, uh, the working out and everything else. He said, Hey man, whatever you do, Right, because I signed for peanuts. I'm like, man, I need to like, <laughs> I need to be the, the teacher's pet over here. He goes, right. whatever you do, you just have to outwork everyone. I was right. like, oh yeah. So the one day one, we had a rain out, like one of the first days of mining camp. Yeah, we do the thing called the McDonald's run. Okay. Right now, this is back in the day, and so much has changed. Yeah. So they'd make us run distance. I guess McDonald's over here on Bell Road. Okay. Run back, and if Cliffy's listening, I'm going to catch him by yeah. the way, next couple of days. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I talked to Cliffy about a lot about how much has changed because. You don't see, and I've noticed the last couple of years, obviously you're an exception, mm-hmm. but you don't see those bad bodies like you do five, ten years ago. Oh, yeah. You, it's, so much has changed. Right. But going back, you mentioned in high school, mm-hmm. you didn't quite know, you are guessing a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and it's more about just getting in shape. Right. You know? So you go to college, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to, you, your college choice, I want to get to that in a yeah. second. So that's around that time where you start looking into this and saying, okay, as a baseball player, the kind of athlete I am, that's when you start sort of figuring out how to move the right way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in high school, like you said, we were just trying to get in shape. And then, you know, as I was getting into pitching and, you know, I, I realized I had a shot to, you know, maybe play at the next level. Uh, that's whenever I started focusing, you know, on some of my training and trying to find new ways to, you know, you know, get better at, you know, maybe fastball velocity yeah. or, you know, sharpen up your breaking ball. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, coming back to you trying to individualize your, your weight yeah. training and your programming. You, um, and you obviously throw really hard, right? You're up, up mm-hmm. in 90s, yep. hitting 100, and that average, ve- average velocity, when I, you know, look through, I was doing some research last night, it's it, you know, obviously elite of the elite. Yep. Were you that kid... 12, 13, 14 years old, he just blew it by everyone. Little league travel ball. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was always blessed with a good arm. Yeah. And uh, it was just one of those things, you're, you're competing against other, other kids, and we always had, like, the furthest throw contest or yeah. something to get a trophy for it. And, you know, I, I remember winning that. And But, yeah, I would just always have a good arm and right. try to throw it by guys and just blessed with a good arm. But then when you're looking at this, now you went to Mercy, Mercyhurst. Yeah, right? correct. Division two. Yep. So obviously at the end of at the end of and nothing against D twos. I mean, there's yeah. a you know J D Martinez went to a D two, right? Right. But usually with you, when you look at you from it's it's you know 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. a couple years in the big leagues, you're throwing you know upper nineties. Yeah. You look at if you take a snapshot, you're like, well, yeah, he must have gone to a big D one, right? right? <laughs> Didn't happen. You went to a D two. What yeah. was the choice behind? What? Why was that the choice? Right. Uh, you. I just didn't have many offers coming out of high school. Uh, like I said, in high school, I was probably, you know, averaging 84 to 86 miles per hour. And then my senior year, I was probably up to 89, 90. And uh, the reason that, you know, I got a look from Mercyhurst is I, th- I think we were in a quarterfinal game, you know, and it was up in Erie. Uh, you know, I didn't really know if there were any, you know, college coaches there, but, you know, Mercyhurst was there and, mm-hmm. you know, they happened to catch me pitch and I was, I threw a good game, and I think I was maybe 86 to 89. So, like, man, we got to take a chance on this guy. And I talked with the coaches there, uh, Coach Spanos, you know, their brothers there, right. great people, you know. So even – okay, so even obviously 86, 89 is not up in 90s, but even yeah. that couldn't get you across the line to get really good offers at D1s. What, what, what were the yeah. schools that you wanted to go to? 
oh, you know, as a high school kid, <laughs> as a high school kid, you know, everyone, everyone is shocked, sticker shocked by the Division One schools. So we're all talking like, oh, we're gonna go to Florida, we're gonna go right. to Florida State, LSU, you know, just all the big schools. And then reality hits a little bit once you get going. <laughs> you're like, man, I, am I gonna be playing in college? Yeah. So and, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know pitching that game in Erie and get a chance at Mercyhurst. Have you seen friends of yours from high school or guys you play with in high school who, who went to those, you know, the big name schools because it is, you know, the, the big names yep. and they just don't play? Oh, yeah. It, it happens all the time. You, you know, you get guys who you want to go the Division One route and, uh, you know, they end up not playing until their junior and senior year yeah. uh, where they could have taken advantage of a smaller school and yeah. uh, played from day one. Right. So, Now, how many big leagues come, come out of Mercyhurst? Uh, we we got a, quite a few. Uh, I know David Lowe. So it's it's a pretty reputable program, like yep. a D, one of these D twos. Yeah, that, it's, that it's it's been built up into one of the D two powerhouses. So we've gotten we've gotten a lot of draft picks from there. Um, I don't know how many major league guys came out of there, but there's a handful of us. Okay, so when you get back there though, mm -hmm. that must be pretty proud of you, right? Like, <laughs> you know, this is the dude we got. We got yeah. one look at him. Same coaching staff as then when you were there. Yeah, same coaching staff. Same recruiters. Yep, same guy. So they must be they must look like genius. I mean, it must help <laughs> their recruiting, right? When, oh, when yeah. they can say, "Oh, Dan Altavilla, go Google <laughs> him," and you see ninety-seven or hundred, right? Right to try and get some kids in there. Yeah, that, I mean, even without me, they're really they're great people. Yeah, uh, they, they know baseball talent, so they go and find they find their guys, and like I said, they're really good at developing, uh, you know, young arms especially. Yeah. They they love velo, so. Uh, you know, I think it's a great place for guys who maybe are not uh, quite yet for Division One, and they can really take them to the next yeah, level yeah. from there. So at what point did the velo start getting, like, exceptional? Yeah, I, I would say maybe middle of my sophomore year. Okay. I uh, started getting up to, like, 94 miles per hour, and then it really took off uh, that sophomore summer. I played in uh, Cape Cod League. And yeah. I uh, talked with a couple of guys there, and that's whenever I got introduced to the weighted balls. I saw a couple of guys there, you know, they were throwing the two-pound balls and the four-pound balls, and I was just interested by it. I'm like, you know, what do I got to lose? I'm, I'm a D2 guy, you know, you know, looking for an opportunity, you know, can't hurt anything. Yeah. And then I came into that following year, into my, we have our pro day, and uh, I ended up bumping like 97 miles per hour, wow. so <laughs> I stuck with it. <laughs> Fifth round. Yeah. Well, first of all, just a couple steps. Take a couple steps back. You yeah. mentioned you played in the Cape Cod League, right? Yep. Now, that is a tough place to get to. Yeah. You know, I mean, they only take the best of the best. Mm -hmm. My brother-in-law went to the, uh, played in the Cape Cod, and, and basically, you know, talking to my in-laws, um, they said that is the reason why he was a first rounder. That's the okay. reason why he was a first round draft pick. Right. Because of the Cape Cod League, right? So coming from a D two school, mm -hmm. how how was that door opened up for you? Uh, I think I think it was my you know college coach just putting in a good word and just saying, hey man, we got this guy at Mercyhurst. Yeah. got a good arm, has a lot of potential. He works really hard, and then he kind of just got my foot in the door there, and uh, you know, yeah. just you know, really fortunate for those guys because they really got uh, me that opportunity. All right, so, and the weighted balls, so you said this is around t 2013. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I used to do weighted balls back okay. in the day. So I, I, went, I used to work <laughs> at, with Tom House at USC, okay. right? Yeah. Now, it's, it's funny because, man, I would come into spring training. I had to go hide and yeah. do them <laughs> because, man, pitching coordinators oh, weren't yeah. having it. Right. Now, it's obviously changed now. I mean, yep. what Carl Bodie and Driveline, I mean, they've just taken over. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, now it, from pro side, college side, everything else. But it was taboo back then. Yeah. 
So for you as a college kid, yeah. now I don't know how Mercyhurst felt about it, but was it something like, oh, you're going to blow your arm out doing that? They kind of embraced it. Uh, really? Yeah, because once once I brought it back from that uh, summer, uh, they were kind of, they were like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, see me throwing this two-pound weighted ball. Yeah. And then I, I had that the scout day, and they saw, like, the results. Like, you know, I was, like, 93 to 97. And I the year before, I was, like, 90, 92, hit 94. So do you feel like you – like? you or maybe you and a couple other guys kind of got that ball rolling at that school yeah i i think so for sure because after after that they were kind of asking me like hey where you where you buying these weighted balls and i introduced them to that and then they brought in another guy to actually he knew like the program step by step so they hired him and he took over and worked with the pitchers and you know Right now, it's just they're full blown. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's everywhere, man. I mean, yep. they're, they're killing it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's one thing, you know, to be doing it and not quite know what you're doing or yeah. guessing. But then when you have got someone who actually understands it, yeah. I see a lot of that back in Australia where kids, you know, I work with kids back home, mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're trying to get that that you know the icing on the cake, velo wise, yep. um, doing the doing drive line. It's big back in Australia now. Okay. But the way they're doing it is just the te- like the way it's yeah. it's <laughs> a it's it's not dangerous, but you're yeah. just going to lead you into a road where you're going to have yeah. those arm issues. Yeah. But when it's done right, man, it can get some serious effect. Yeah, right. I and I think that's a big thing. Like starting out, you definitely have to learn how to do it, and then you you have to check all the boxes. It's not just about throwing weighted balls. There's also like the movement yeah. prep to go into it, the the band work, the yeah. the wrist weights, then the plyo care balls on top of the lifting that they program for you and then afterwards they have a recovery protocol to follow so it's not just about picking up these weighted balls yeah. and chucking them i mean yeah if you do that you're gonna probably yeah. deal with some arm issues yeah no it's funny i mean <laughs> you know I, I walk you know next to your weight room you got you can see all the area like yeah everything that they, yeah. you guys have now yeah. like i said man for, when i started <laughs> doing that in spring training I, I get like i was in the big leagues in 2014 with the yeah. d-backs and i yep. had to go sneak off get there early sneak off yeah to make sure I get it done. So no one's, <laughs> it's so different now, which is great, you know. Mm-hmm. So okay, you you sign. You're a fifth rounder. Yep. Sign with the with the Mariners. Got Everett play for the Everett Aqua yep. Sox. Literally, dude. The, and this is what this is what blows me away. And not many people know this. Yeah. 2014, that summer, off off to Everett. Yep. Literally two years later, you're, you're in the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> like people would hate you for that. Ex- oh, I know. Like pro guys, <laughs> guys, dude. That's like. The fact that you're in um, advanced rookie ball and then two years later. Now, right. you know, and there's a lot of this. When you first burst on the scene, you and Edwin Diaz, yeah. you went from starting, mm-hmm. you're a starting pitcher. Right. How many pitches did you throw as a starting pitcher? I, I had some games where I was above 100. About but I'm saying, I'm saying like, like, did you throw oh, you fastball, mean, uh, slider, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up? I was a uh, fastball, slider, changeup, cutter. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then they make the decision for both you guys at the same time. Yeah, Diaz went first. Or you mean uh, convert to the bullpen? Yeah, to the bullpen. They converted me to the bullpen in spring training of 16. And yeah. then uh, Diaz, I want to say halfway through the year in 16, because okay. he was still starting. And then one day he just he threw one inning, came down the bullpen, and shut it down. And we were like, what is going on here? Yeah, right. And then that's when we knew he converted. So when you're in spring training in yeah. 2016, did you have a feeling – now? Again, sometimes you look at that and say, oh, hey, you can look at that and say, all right, I'm not good enough to start mm-hmm. and my ceiling all of a sudden comes down here. Yeah. Was that in your head a little bit? Were you thinking, oh, man, they don't think I can start at this level or in the big leagues? I think 
Uh, at first, it was kind of like that, but uh, whenever they really told me what was going on, uh, they said that I could, you know, potentially help the the big club that year yeah. if if I kept doing what I was doing because I backed up a game the night before they told me, and I think my fastball was up to like 97. Right. So that next day they you know they brought me in. I think it was uh, Jeff Kingston at the time, and then Andy McKay, and they mm. said, hey, you know, if you keep doing this, you could impact the big league club you know late this year maybe so so okay so you so you thought you took that as man this is this is a and, and it's easy to say now because you're yeah. in the big leagues right yeah. but back then because man i went back and forth even yeah. in the minor leagues oh yeah starting and i'm like oh man i'm not good enough <laughs> to start i'm, I'm yeah. I was stuck in between yeah my, my stuff wasn't closer stuff i mean it's either when you're trying to project yourself you're right. either closer stuff or yeah. you need to have three or four pitch mix right. to be able to go longer and, and start yeah you know i was always caught in the, stuck in the middle so it was it was tough man i had some tough conversations yeah like, i can start i had yeah. <laughs> but i was never really like especially in the mind leagues i could just never get it done did i get to fourth fifth inning right run out of gas or whatever yeah so i kind of got lucky because there's a couple stints there where you know my ass was on the line here a bit right where i was still i was in the bullpen i was able to go you know shorter stints so yeah. that's why i was asking again like i said it's 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 a lot easier looking back but that's why i had to ask you if it was that yeah. conversation where you walked away from the, the park that day at spring training thinking ah oh, man yeah it was tough for me because i had been built up to like three innings at the time yeah. and i really enjoyed starting it and i was coming off a year where like i finished the year strong i also had some bumps in the road that i was yeah. like ah, am i gonna be a starter am i gonna yeah. be a reliever but i was feeling really good about myself as a starter and then they bring me in and then i was kind of like crap man yeah. like but I mean, <laughs> I'm not complaining about it now. Nah, just absolutely. the way that it, the trajectory was. But what was it that they said? And I mean, Andy McKay's, you know, from my point of view, seems like he's got a pretty good idea of what's happening yeah. and how guys can respond, like their response out of them. What was it for you that they said, "We can see you as a bullpen guy"? Uh, because I, you said you weren't, you went up to 97s, up upper 90s at that point, right? No, I, I think I was, as a starter, like I would sit around the 93, 94 range, right. like anywhere from 90 and 94. But uh, like I said, that, that previous night, I guess my fastball ran up to 97. Gotcha. I was like, oh, wow. I knew yeah. I was feeling good, but I didn't know I was feeling that good. Yeah. You just so, let it eat the night before? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know when they call you up to, to Jick, and oh, you're yeah. just like, you're sitting there, everyone's kind of relaxed because they got their innings, but you're sitting there waiting to get an inning. Yeah. And they finally call your name, and you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to get in and face the big guys. But, yeah, I was just pumped up, and then... For those of you who don't know, Jick, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Basically, if you're coming <laughs> over from minor league camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Were you in minor league camp? In that? I was in minor yeah. league camp. Yeah. I wasn't in big league camp. You'd never been in a big league camp before no. you made your major league <laughs> debut. You come over. Dude, I remember those days, man. The strike zone was like tiny. Real tight. Yeah. No, I remember being... my f The first time I ever backed up a game, it was a trip when they, the teams used to be in Tucson. Okay, yeah. And the D-backs had won the year before. <laughs> so I was like fresh out of rookie bar. I remember yeah. backing up, and I think Coach Schilling was pitching or something. I was oh, like, what man. am I doing yeah. here? <laughs> like Brett Boone rolled up in his Ferrari or something. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is nuts. Like Ichiro's here, you know, Mike Cameron. And I roll out, and the first pitch <laughs> Kurt Schilling throws, bang, it looks like it's right down the middle of the ball. I'm like, oh, man, if I come yeah. here, I'm just going to make a fool of myself <laughs> here. But no, you're right, man. The adrenaline yeah. goes through the roof. Oh, it's, it's way up. And then, like you said, you see <laughs> – you see the big names on the jerseys. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the games to see Felix warming up and just, you know, in shock. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, just seeing this guy on TV and all of a sudden I'm in the same bullpen <laughs> yeah. as this guy. You're yeah. like, what is going on here? But, you Dude, know. my first big league camp <laughs> a couple of years later, 
I got rule five to the twins mm. and some facing <laughs> Orlando Hudson. I'll never forget it. The yeah. first pitch I ever threw in big league camp. There I am. Now I've got to make the team. Yeah. Otherwise they sent my ass back, which right. they did. <laughs> and, um, you know, I felt like I was like, like, like a kid just, um, you know, like it was a, um, you know, like a kid gets a chance to be a bat boy or something. That's what yeah. I felt like when I was yeah, pitching. Right. Like the pitching coach, I'd throw, <laughs> throw in and he's like, great job, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm trying to make a team here. Right, yeah. Anyway, but I'll never forget that first pitch I ever threw, Orlando Hudson, I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, he's coach, doing some coaching now. Yeah. And he's like super swagged out. You know, I mean, he's got yeah. the shades on. <laughs> he rocks up like this, takes forever to get to the bat. He's yeah. like so bigly. Whack throw a pitch. And he's like looking at it. It's like he looked back at me like, that's it? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's yeah. It was probably like 87. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this is embarrassing. Like, it was it was such a huge adjustment, right. like getting to big league camp. <laughs> My God, when you've, nev- when you've never done it, or like you said, if you're a just-in-case or a jick. Right. All right, so you go, so 2016, later that year, you come up, and mm. you dominate, dude. You mm. come up to the big leagues. Why Why were you so settled in? You make your debut. Right. Were you nervous? Were you, did you feel overwhelmed or no? Uh, I didn't feel overwhelmed. I was just like more anxious. It was almost like, you know, one of the games backing up in spring training. Yeah. I was just so jacked up and anxious to get in the game. Nothing to lose. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, they called me out from double A. So, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. You know, so I was just coming in and giving everything I had and, you know, just kind of tunnel, tunnel vision almost. Like yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to anything. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the game and, you know, facing like, I had Jose Abreu, Melky Cabrera, and then uh, Todd Frazier. I ended up punching him out in my first <laughs> inning. I was like, wow, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. the big leagues. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it was a heck of a September. And, you know, just getting into the clubhouse with guys like, you know, Robinson Cano, yeah. you know, Felix, you, Nelson Cruz, you're like, what the heck am I doing I here? know, <laughs> man. And you get to leave, you know, you, f- you finish up in September, you go home, and you're just like – you feel like you're 10 feet tall. You must have gone back to Mercyhurst and they're like <laughs> bound down to you, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, it took a while to decompress because yeah. yeah. you're just like, you know, what the heck just happened? Yeah. But now, just um, back to that, when you got to the big leagues, you were throwing gas, right? I remember everyone's like, this this dude, because it was you and Edwin Diaz. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I remember, you know, both these guys come from double A, both from, you know, nasty <laughs> throwing gas, you know, and yeah. yeah, the big talk was about, you know, the bullpen and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at what point did you realize in that year when you were in double A, mm. all of a sudden that velocity started to creep up? Yeah. Were you hitting the hundreds in, in, in double A? Uh, in that year in twenty sixteen? Twenty six yeah, it was like towards after the all star break in twenty sixteen. I I'd been looking back on the radar gun. I haven't seen like ninety eight like consistently and I was just like Wow, where what did were that you, what were you thinking? Like because I remember I was getting a couple ninety twos, ninety threes, I was like, Where the hell is that coming? You're trying yeah, to like right? figure it out, like pinpoint yeah. it. <laughs> I don't, you know what? It was just one of those things where I was like, man, I'm feeling good, but I didn't know I was feeling this good. Yeah. And a couple of the guys were just like, man, you hit, you hit 99 today. I was like, wow, man, maybe I do have a shot to, you know, get called up yeah. here. Because they had told me that I was going to the fall league about after the all-star game in 2016. So I was like, all right, that's kind of my year. That's yeah. kind of how things gotcha. happen. You go to the fall league. And then there were some injuries in the bullpen and the big leagues and you know, one day they called me in and said, hey, you're going to go meet him in Chicago. <laughs> and you, sc- you no fall league after that? No fall league after <laughs> that. Yeah, because <laughs> they called uh, me in. Uh, it was towards the end of September, and they were saying, hey, man, you had a really good September. You know, keep it going, finish strong. But, you know, that's going to be good. We're not going to go to the fall league. We're we're going to hope come into camp and make this club. That's awesome. So, so you get to go home and just, just chill. Yeah, decompress. Hit, yeah, hit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
because for me, it's funny, you were probably one of the dudes. We had Eric O'Flaherty and Mark Lowe. Yeah. We're, we're in double A. Yep. And they went up to the big leagues. Yeah, okay. Eric O'Flaherty was supposed to go to the four league. And yeah. I was dying to get to the... I wasn't a prospect. I'm dying to get to the four league. Yeah. And my pitching coach, Brad Holman's like, I'm trying, dude. I'm yeah. trying. Because I'm like, that can be my my, right. my platform. <laughs> and um, and the the um, the minor league coordinator at the time was like, no, no, no. He's not going to the four league. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was just bummed out, dude. Yeah, right. Sure enough, those two guys go to the big leagues. And they're like scrambling, trying to figure out who yeah. can... Like, all right, Ryan can go. I was oh, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 And, and I was like, man. I remember it was... you know Because it's here in Arizona... And you got some dudes, some you know, big time prospects, right. first rounders who just think they got it made in the shade in yep. that four league. I never forget it. So they're going out every night, dude. I was laser focused. Yeah. My double A pitching coach was the pitching <laughs> coach of the four league. I'm like, man, I'm getting on this major league roster. That yep. was like my my thing. Yeah. So you're one of those dudes. Yeah. So someone else probably got an opportunity because of you. So that's yeah, that's right. kind of cool. But like you said, man, you got you got a chance to go to the big leagues, have a massive September. And then go go have a full off season. That's yeah. massive. Yeah. After my debut, I had to go play winter ball. They wanted winter me ball? and Brandon Morrow to go to <laughs> Venezuela. I just want to go back to Australia and feel, right, yeah. feel big time, like I'm yeah. a major leaguer. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. So, and and this is looking over, looking over some of the you know the years you've had. Mm -hmm. I feel like because everyone talks about the the the. Uh, that was weird. Yeah, everyone talks about. I'm just going to, I'm going to pause it now so I know we're three, two, one. So looking over some of the years you've had, you right. know, numbers wise, and, and like I said, you only had two years mm -hmm. uh, in in the minor leagues, which yep. is crazy. Yeah. And I, like I said, people would just hate you for that. Right. Because everyone talks about that minor league grind and that oh, story. Yeah. I feel like for you, mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, after your debut, that's when you had to sort of go through, yeah. you know, all, all the, 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 the tough spots yep. in your career. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, after the debut, it was really good. And then after that, you know, it was kind of a grind, you know, you know, dealing with some mechanical issues and, you know, command issues. But uh, that's that's really whenever I felt the grind right. of, you know, the minor leagues, whenever you're, you know, obviously when you're big in the big leagues, it's it's really easy. Everything's great. You got everything there. But once you hit those commercial flights in AAA and you're waking up at 3 in the morning yeah. and catch the bus to the, you know, all that stuff is just – that's whenever you start, you know, feeling that minor league grind and then, you know, the bitterness in the triple yeah. A clubhouse. Uh, there's a lot that goes along with it. But, uh, you know, I feel like those are good things to go through because I feel like I learned so much about myself and, you know, about where I'm heading right. in uh, this direction now in camp and, you know, hopefully, you know, into a long career. And, um, you know, I'm just, you know, fortunate for all of that. There is that bitterness too in AAA. I talked to Marco about this as yeah, well. Yeah. He, he he put it he put it really well. The bitterness is there, and I've been that dude. Yeah, trust me, man. Everybody. I was I with like. I was with the Cubs in 2012, <laughs> and I was dealing, and I've got no chance to go in the big leagues. I knew it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because, and he put it he put it really well. It's because yeah. you're good enough, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden you're not getting those opportunities. You're watching other guys go yeah. up, and and the whole the whole thing is the fact that I could be con contributing in the big leagues. Yeah. But, and everything's reversed too. This is the <laughs> one thing. And and I think for you as well, mm -hmm. it's got to be tougher. Make your debut, fly through the minor leagues. You're mm -hmm. oblivious for a couple of years yeah. of what you're really dealing with. Right. You don't care. You're a college kid, really. <laughs> Get drafted for you know, a couple hundred grand and then you're off right. to, 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 um, to pro ball. Then you go to the big leagues. Then you come back down. You're like, oh man, this sucks <laughs> compared to what I was just doing up right. there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a tough... Tough spot. Um, 
I'll never forget the first day I got sent down. Had a really tough game in Oakland. You know, had a, you know, I think a couple of walks. I gave up my first homer. I knew the next day I was going down because I just I didn't really have a clue where the ball was going. And then once I got to AAA, I was just like, man, the vibes were not there. Yeah. Like everyone was kind of like moping through their day yeah. and not like high energy. But it was one of those things where you just had to pick yourself up and just, you know, maybe take the first two days and just, you know, kind of fall into that. But then just pick yourself back up, start working hard, get back in your routine, and then, you know, just keep going at it. It takes a good week, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. You, the, I've never seen anyone come down <laughs> and just happy as ever to be in Triple <laughs> No, for the first day, they're like, oh, it's all good because they're fresh out of that, you know, Scott Service talks to them and yeah. says, hey, you'll be back here, which yeah. is true. At some yeah, point, they will be. Right, yeah. And then that first day, like, okay, I'll be back there. And all of a sudden, it just hits you like a ton of yeah, bricks. Yeah, it man. does. Because, you know, some things happen. You see guys going up, and you're like, Shoot, man, I want to yeah. be that guy that goes back up. And then it, it doesn't happen for a little while because it, there's like a little cycle. I, I feel like, you know, it's like this guy, if he's on the roster, he'll go up. Mm -hmm. Then if something else happens, then next guy will go up and then you're in line next. So it's not always like I'm, I'm going to be the first one back up. There's yeah. always like a little ro rotation of guys. You mentioned the flights. Yeah. I am convinced that. 80% of guys who retire during the season in AAA <laughs> is because of those connecting flights oh, at 4 Get up at 4 a.m. And I don't know how, back in the day, maybe it's still the same way. You had mm -hmm. to dress nice. Like you had to wear like nice pants, nice yeah, shoes, Unco uncomfortable clothing <laughs> for a connecting flight through Dallas. Yeah, there's <laughs> still, still like a business casual. It's, yeah. it's a little more lenient. You know, Brownie's always really good, good about it. Uh, we don't go uh, sport coat. We usually go, right. you know, the button down, nice dress jeans and, you know, no sneakers. Right. So, I mean, it's enough to, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, put you over the edge some days where it's just like a long day. Then you got to play that night and perform. Exactly. Yeah. That's You're a zombie. It's that's amazing. the tough part. <laughs> Mate, I've seen DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth, yeah. that connecting <laughs> airport has oh, chewed man. up a lot of careers. Man. Oh, it definitely Because guys are like, nah, they're sleeping on the floor, <laughs> flight's delayed. Yep. You know, oh, hey, there's a flight credit for 500 bucks, but you can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> because, the, no. oh, man, and guys are just like, nah, done. Yeah. See ya. And then okay. your zombie mode, you got to play that night. It's you crazy. Play that night. You got to, you know, hydrate, drink your coffee. Yeah. You'll get the P4 in you. P4, then, yeah. yeah <laughs> trick yourself, you know, just That's get right. ready, get through that night, and then crash after the game. Do you think, and you mentioned that game in Oakland. Mm. I remember that game. Yeah. Actually, um, do, you, do you think a lot of these things, do you think, do you think it's mental, mechanical, health? What do you think of, like, that game in Oakland, what do you, yeah. do you think it's, what was the, the big factor to that? Uh, I think it was a combination of those three that you mentioned. Uh, you know, at the time, I wasn't feeling real confident about where I was, even, like, set up on the mound and, like, grip-wise with, like, my pitches. So I think it, those com that combination of things, like, just not going into the game having the confidence to being, like, you know, I know what I'm going to do. I have my plan. I'm yeah. just going to go and execute. No matter what, you know, what my stuff is going to be like, I was more searching to, like, you know, where am I going to set up on the mound tonight? You know, how am I going to grip my fastball tonight? So I was kind of in, like, a little limbo. Right. You know, it just, for whatever reason, it just, you know, happened to me. And, you know, it was a perfect storm. And <laughs> I, could, I could almost remember the night, like, right now. And <laughs> And yeah. I don't want to bring it back. Oh, I, mean, I don't want to bring it back at all. You look good the other day yeah. against the yeah. Angels. We're in spring training at the moment. Mm -hmm. I, so I don't want to bring that, those little things back because right. when you start anchoring on those thoughts, yeah. man, there's nothing worse. <laughs> it is no lonelier feeling. Oh, man. When you dig in <laughs> to get ready 
to come set and throw that pitch and you don't know where that ball's yeah, going. It's, or it's, something doesn't feel right. Oh, tough feeling and you're just like kind of looking around because you want to get out of that inning. Maybe just like hopefully they swing and pop it up and you just get out of the inning. You exactly. somehow, Just make contact. Yeah, somehow <laughs> get out of the inning. But for whatever reason, everyone's taken. You're yeah. just like, oh, man, just give me a swing. So who's when you're in these situations, yeah. whether you're in AAA or the big leagues, is there a teammate or a coach, someone who, hmm. you know, even if it's in the past, that has has something to say who can be your sounding board that's helped you get out of that that mindset? Uh, you know what? We have we had a bunch of, you know, great peak performance coaches. Uh, you know, D-Mac was one of them. I don't know if you had a chance to talk with him. I think he's with I – mean, he might be with the Giants now, but, you know, we sit down and have a talk about anything. Yeah. I feel like he was one of those guys who could just pull you out of anything and – you know, talking with him, you know, when I would get sent down or even in the big leagues when he was there, you know, just talking with him for a few minutes kind of, you know, it would just pick me up. I don't know what, yeah. it, what it was about him, but, you know, he knew his stuff and I felt like he knew how to connect with a lot of guys and, you know, get them out of a rut if they needed to. What about Pete Woodworth? He's a pitching coach oh, now. Yeah. He's helped you out a lot? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, even this past year going down to double A and just, you know, I'm like, what the hell, what the heck yeah. am I doing in double A? But you know, was, it, was there an explanation behind that when you went because you went from triple A to double A? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the time, I, it was one of those things again where, like, you know, just for whatever reason, you know, I was mechanically out of whack, didn't really know where the yeah. ball was going. But once I got down there, just you know, it was like a reset. I talked with you know, just about everybody in the organization yeah. about it. They were using it as like, you know, go down, you know, triple A is everyone's competing to get back to the big leagues, and double yeah. A, it's kind of more controlled. Yeah, they can control your outings. You know, they got a you know, little more. You know, they didn't have a bunch of guys on the roster, so it wasn't like we had to save this guy for a particular night. Right. So just a little reset, and uh, you know, just getting back working with Pete and you know some of the other guys. So. Now, you know, with that too, and, and mm-hmm. not to get too you know in your head because man, I've been there. Man, I'm an yeah. overprocess like crazy. I feel like you are too. Mm-hmm. Now you own a rap soda unit. Yeah, yeah. Right. And for those who don't know, basically rap soda is this big box. It sits what 15, 15 feet from yeah. the home plate. And it basically can give you your <laughs> spin rate or all, all the new numbers that everyone loves to, to yep. do the spin rate, spin efficiency, ball access, all these things. Yep. So you own one. So I it's do. pretty obvious yeah. <laughs> you're 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 an you're over not an overprocessor, but you like to process what the ball's doing. Yeah, you know, I think it's a good tool to just, you know, give you a, an idea of what you're doing, especially in the off season whenever you don't have guys like, you know, Pete Woodworth or Brian DeLunis here checking you out. So, you know, I think it's a good tool to just, you know, check a few boxes, you know, seeing how your ball's spinning, make sure you have that good spin efficiency on your fastball. And, you know, just giving you an edge coming into spring training so you don't have to go through that that little maybe week of, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing. Uh, but, you know, I try not to get too caught up into it because at the end of the day, once you step on the mound, you got to get the guy out in the box. And, and that's what I wanted to ask you too. Yeah. There, there has to be that balance, right, yeah. of the, the, the 12 seconds in between you throw a pitch just to yeah. give you that little <laughs> trigger to say, okay, I feel good in this moment, boom, yeah. to throw that pitch. As yep. old school as that sounds. Right. Um, and also, too, with the numbers. Can you get yeah. too number crazy? Oh, yeah. I mean, when that, <laughs> when that thing spits out all the numbers, you could just go crazy about it. I mean, so that's what uh, – that's last year I kind of got caught up in the numbers a little too much. But uh, this year uh, I picked, like, three things where, you know, where I could see where I'm on track and I feel good about it yeah. and kind of keeps my mind clear. So Right, yeah. And, again, like talking to – to Marco on one of these episodes, he talked about that. Just mm-hmm. 
just give me what I need, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it, I think it helps uh, just about everybody in that clubhouse. Whenever they get too many numbers thrown at them, that's whenever it starts it starts going. The the one thing <laughs> I, I do love about you know with rap solo mm -hmm. uh, and even you know all the numbers we see now, it just takes the guessing out. And I'm not talking about yeah, you know from an, from a front office trying to evaluate you that kind of stuff because i think there's more to it than than what numbers spit out in that regard you know not trying to sound like a dinosaur here yeah but i think <laughs> so many times <laughs> in my my during my career my it was hey get on top of the ball or, yeah. or you're doing this it, just from standing three feet away from you right so so many get, you can't trust that information because yeah, you right. just you flat out guessing yeah there's so much of that throughout my career and that's the one thing with that with rap so it really takes that guessing out right? right it's funny you bring that up about uh you know just get on top of it because that's one thing uh you know jim brower and myself and a few other bullpen guys talked about last year it was like how many times have you heard a pitching coach just say you know <laughs> get on top of this one or change your grip, yeah. and then you re-grip back to your normal grip, and you throw a good one. And they're like, "See, yeah, and it's good. Yeah. And it's it's the same grip, but you exactly. just exactly, <laughs> dude. The, one of the some of the yeah. best advice I ever got. And now Tom House. Now, yeah. the, the the you know the people have different opinions about Tom House. Man, he got me back to the big league single-handedly. Yeah. He got back my head. He got my head right. The whole thing yeah. he gave me these little checkpoints through throughout my mechanics, everything yeah. that that really helped me. But one thing he gave me, I was I wanted to always be super coachable. Yeah. But you have, like you said, man, you have these coaches <laughs> saying, "Hey, try this," and it could be the dumbest, the dumbest yeah. thing. It's like, wh how does that change? Whatever. Right. You don't change a thing. You go out and fish, <laughs> throw, sh uh, you know, shut in. Dude, great job, man. I could see. Right. You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, right, basically yeah. just nod your head and say, "Yeah, sweet, thanks." Yeah. Hey, I'm getting on top of that, and just go <laughs> do, do the same thing. <laughs> oh, so man. funny, mate. It oh man, that is just so. That's it doesn't matter if it's. 2001, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, back when I don't even know how old you were. 2001, <laughs> or if it's 2020. So right. going into 2020 for you, spring training, you've yeah. had a, you've had a full off season. Mm -hmm. Obviously, health's a, a big thing. You yep. want to be healthy. Every, you know, everyone wants to be healthy. Yeah. What do you? Not obviously, you, you're trying to stay in the big leagues and everything yeah. else. What is it for you that you think is going to turn that corner to have a big 2020 and be back at, back into that bullpen? Yeah, I think uh, this offseason was huge for me. Uh, even the September, um, you know, building off of everything that I had been working on. And uh, most mostly it was just my setup on the mound and having good direction towards home plate. And uh, that was my main focus this offseason and, you know, just staying healthy. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, once I have a full year of staying healthy and, you know, having that good direction on the mound and just being confident yeah. each time I step on the mound and I know where to go to, you know, you know, steal a strike or just get me back into account. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to be huge for me because, you know, I felt in the past and uh, just talking earlier about, you know, setup and pitch grips and, you know, that kind of got me into a whirlwind. And, you know, coming into camp now, like, I feel so confident about each time I step on the mound that, you know, I think that's going to be huge for me this year. You, and you feel like that last couple of games in spring training, yeah. there's been none, none of that? What about the and, and the one thing? Obviously, spring training is a place where uh, you can try this. It's kind of like mm. um, there's that grace period where you know you can give up a six spot. Oh, I'm just getting my work in. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a running joke, by the right, way. When I was in yeah. spring training, I had a clubby, and I'd give up like a six spot. One of yeah, my starts, right? you know, I'd come in. He's like, uh, you know, I'm just getting my work in. He'd yeah. walk past me. I'm talking <laughs> to the media. I just, um, just get my work in, and he'd right. just start laughing. Then we got mid-April. I've got a six. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm about to get out of the rotation. <laughs> And he'd walk oh, up and oh, just get your work in. I'm like, yeah, like really, yeah, really right. get my work in. <laughs> but um, but it, it's man, it's so funny because, you know, you're you own a rap soto, mm. right? You're obviously into that 
technology is not going away and you're not right. going not going anywhere yeah so it's good to embrace that but again it's it's there's still that 12 to 15 seconds in between the pitch yeah. to say all right what is that one little thing i can do to get me feeling right right yeah you could do all the work that you want to do in the off season or you know prior to your game in the bullpen spit out all the numbers you want but you know once you step on the field it's it's that different feeling you gotta you gotta flip the switch and you know, just kind of focus in on your catcher and get the guy out in the box, and that's it. It's all that matters. Here's one, here's one for you. I think it's probably around that time against Oakland. It was, it was, I can't remember what year it was. I never forget someone who, you know, watches, analyzes you. Yeah. Says, oh well, you know, he shouldn't he should be trying to throw strikes instead of trying to throw so hard? It's like, <laughs> all right. So you you want to start aiming a baseball? Oh man. 90, it's amazing because I think there's this, this expectation when you do throw 100, oh, you can just drive down the middle. No, uh, you, <laughs> there's a, a lot more to it than right. that. And, and I think even you know, some of the people who's, who say just like back off and throw it down the middle, it doesn't work like that. Nah. It's still hard to command the baseball oh, yeah. even if you take some off of it. And, um, you know, like you said, once you get out there, you're trying to command the baseball yeah. and throw because whenever – I mean, if you, even you're playing catch, you try to lob one, like it doesn't nah. go as, as true oh, yeah. as you want it. So you kind of got to get on it, and that's whenever you have that good command. So. And I've been guilty of that too. Yeah. You know, I was <laughs> scratching and clawing the, you know, to, throw a, to throw a nine up on the radar gun. So I'll be like, oh, man, if I throw 100, yeah. pitching would be fun. <laughs> no. I'm guilty of saying that. Yeah, right. But, man, it's one of these things, and mechanically I know, and I try and tell kids this all the time, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to you know, teach kids, whatever. All, yeah. The minute you start – going slower from point a to point b yeah. more bad things can happen yeah you know so it's it's even in, in a sense it's probably tougher when you are throwing 100 <laughs> miles an hour to throw that thing straight. right yeah you know all right so you 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 come from pennsylvania yes <clears throat> bought a house a couple of years ago yep with who my girlfriend, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What's 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 your girlfriend's name? Catherine Hill. Now, is she going back to the lifting thing? Is, is she in the gym every day like you, getting <laughs> after it or what? Oh uh, yeah, she. I mean, she likes to stay in shape. She's more of a long distance runner, so okay. she's always trying to get me to go and. Like, you must drive her crazy then. It's like, dude, get out of the gym, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She. Well, we put a we put a, a gym in our garage. Uh, it's it's been a process the last couple of years, but it's finally all done and. You know, it saves me a lot of time from, you know, commuting to the gym and back. So I go and get my work in there, and then she'll come and want to work out with me too. So it's See, been really I, good. I've always wanted to, you know, get a little gym set up in, yeah. the, in the garage, right? Yeah. But my wife, she's always like, no, I've got to be around people. I've got to get uh, out of the yeah, house. Yeah. Mind you, we have kids. You guys okay, don't have kids right, yet. Yeah. So, like, you know, you kind of want that time where yeah. you get out. <laughs> so you guys have been together for how long? Uh, about two, two and a half years. Okay. So yeah. when's it going to happen? Dude? Oh, man, I've, I've been hearing this from family <laughs> members. I even hear from her sometimes. It's, it's definitely, it's really close. It's coming close. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I had the, when, when, when I proposed to my wife, you know, I had the perfect scenario, this and that. Yeah. Ended up being in the All-Star break in Dubuque, Iowa. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, and it, it was a whole story, but it's so funny because I'm like, man, because everyone's on me too. Like, dude, yep. it's been long enough, man. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. Yeah, my wife's friggin' awesome. Yeah, my whole family loves the whole thing. Yeah, like, did we get off your <laughs> ass? Let's go. Right, because you guys own a house together, man. Yeah, so, I mean, we already. It's basically stage. like we've been married, but you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to rush it because you only get one chance at it, and you you want to wait for the perfect opportunity to do it. So, is she here in spring training? Yeah, she's with me here. Okay, yeah. so she's here the whole time, or she comes. Uh, uh, she's here. She had to go back because she just switched positions. She's a physician assistant. So okay. uh, end of camp, she's going to go home. She'll work uh, three twelves and then 
throughout the year she'll pick her days to come out hopefully for like a week or so okay so she would just fly back and forth yeah that's a whole man to get yeah, out of seattle it makes it tough it's been tough you know sometimes you know because it's a long flight yeah, you know, yeah from pittsburgh to seattle but uh it's been nice because they have that direct flight out there now so yeah, well at some helps. point man some point when the season breaks i need to come down and see if i can bench press more than <laughs> you do, do you even know what you bench press i mean is that still a thing oh yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I get after in the off season with the with the straight bar. So really, yeah, I still do. Yeah, so I think I get up to three sixty five this off season. Oh my God, so I, I still move some weight and. Uh, I need to ride that down. Hold yeah. on, try and see how close <laughs> I can get. <laughs> how many reps of that? Uh, just this off season, about two times. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. But uh, in season, I, I stay with the dumbbells. Yeah, <laughs> try to stay on top of my mobility. You, you try and curb. I need to talk to Cliffy about this. You try and curb it a little bit during the season. Oh yeah, man. You I have try to, to stay right? on top of my mobility, especially the past two off, or two seasons with uh, the injuries. So yeah, yeah. just trying to, you know, stay mo- as mobile as possible. And that's the big one, right? Staying mobile. Yeah, man. That's range that's of been motion. Tough with me because you know I'm <laughs> you're not with, built like a pitcher. That's right, why, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, got the the short levers, yeah. so. You know, I try to take advantage of, you know, everything that I can, especially in the weight room to, you know, move better on the mound. And right. So. Well, dude, this has been fun, man. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I will absolutely. take, I, I want to see that. You, you're going to go straight bar. I don't care what Cliffy says. Yeah. What is it, 365? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to get that on tape just for my benefit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, dude. I, all the best for 2020. Yeah. You're going to have a big year, man. When you start throwing strikes, stay healthy yeah. the whole thing, throwing 100, yeah. you're going to be locked in. I appreciate awesome. it. I appreciate awesome. you. Thank you.